Hey guys, before we get started today, wanted to remind you to check out the First Draft podcast with ESPN experts Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates. They discuss the latest intel they're hearing leading up to April's draft every Monday and Thursday. Check out First Draft wherever you get your pods and on ESPN's YouTube page. Welcome back to the Meeting Climb Show featuring Lenny, the only NFL podcast where one of the hosts not only thinks hand size is overrated, he thinks hands are overrated, period. That's Lenny. I'm Mina Kimes. And that joke would have made a lot more sense if today was going as planned. And Nate Tice, my guest and I, we're going to spend this podcast basically recapping the combine. That was kind of the plan. Um... Then the Ridley news broke, and I said, hey, Nate, we should probably talk about the Ridley news. Then the Aaron yeah. Rodgers news broke, and I said, hey, Nate, we should also talk about the Aaron Rodgers news. And then, catastrophe. <laughs> the meteor hit. Yeah. The meteor hit. Right. Well, I thought you just had interest. I'm sorry. I just thought you had some interest in uh, the QBs now, in, in these QBs in this draft class. Let's I get think to, you have we will a renewed get interest. Dude, we're, we're this is just super off the cuff. We're going to react to the Russell Wilson mega trade. We're going to talk about the other stuff I mentioned too, and maybe even get a little bit of combine talk. But we obviously have to start by talking about this deal. Um, news broke at 11.17 a.m. Never forget where I was. <laughs> Seattle gets Drew Locke. Sorry, I, yep. I got to go, go walk into the ocean. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Noah Fant, who I have in Dynasty. Shelby Harris, two first rounders, uh, including we know this year's ninth. Actually, Adam didn't say that, but I, you know, I think I've seen that around. Uh, two second rounders and a fifth. Denver gets Russell Carrington Wilson and a fourth round pick, which is just insulting. Honestly, the fourth rounder is just yeah. insulting. Is that really necessary? Uh, cap ramifications from Jason over the cap. Uh, Broncos. Cap space is actually decreasing by about 16 million. CX increasing very slightly. They're basically flat. Uh, that's, he says, not including cost of rookies. So uh, I, I think that some of that is just because of um, the Shelby Harris contract. Uh, Seattle did save some money, but they took on a ton of money in dead space with Russell leaving the books. All right. So, Nate, I obviously conveyed how I feel at the very beginning. Let me just get your immediate, instant gut reaction to this trade. It just seemed like a very timely timely time to announce that was the number one thought. It was like, oh, 20 minutes after Aaron Rodgers goes, yeah, I'm re-upping with the Packers. Here comes the trade. Um, real quick, too, but the, the cap stuff. I can usually figure it out, but it's always funny for me. I just wait until someone smarter actually gives me the Jason numbers. And underscore just, OTC, y'all. Just follow him. He's always and right. And I'll just go. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that, that makes yeah, a lot of Jason sense. Said, like, yeah, what Jason said. Yeah, afterwards, I'll be like, oh, yeah, because of the guarantees, right? Okay, makes it sound like I'm smart. Yeah, that's yeah, all I know. I know first-round picks get a fifth year. I know that one. Mm. Uh, but no, my first my first reaction is I do like Noah Fant uh, for Seahawks fans. I, I think that's my first reaction if you're a Seahawks fan. If How not, is that your first reaction, Nate? Because <laughs> it was the first name I recognized. I was like, hey, I like Noah Fant. Hey, I played with Shelby Harris for a year at Wisconsin. And then I – well, we won't even mention – I did. He, uh, he's his freshman year was the year I transferred there, and then he transferred to Illinois State after that. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of Wisconsin guys would end up at like Illinois State and like South Dakota State and stuff. But anyways, that was not my first reaction about this trade. <laughs> my first one was, there it is, finally. Yes. It feels like it's been a year, like oasis or whatever, a year journey that we've yes. been on with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson ever since the Tom Brady Mahomes Super Bowl. 
both of them were like, hey, what about us? And finally, a year later, it gets resolved. So that's how long it takes to be to throw a fit if you're a quarterback. It's a year. Even mm. if it's if it's one on a Pat McAfee show, it's a year. Or if it's just quietly just saying, I don't want to be traded. But if I were to be traded, these are teams I'd be traded to, like Russell yeah. did. Either way you can go about it, it takes about a year. That's what I've learned. And Apparently. this is what the going rate is for quarterbacks, I guess. I thought there might have been one more first rounder in there, but I guess not. Well, so, I mean, the fact that Denver has been aggressively pursuing both of these quarterbacks is like the worst kept secret in football, something that came up a lot in Indianapolis Combine. Um, you know, it was kind of just a matter of, okay, well, will either of these teams actually give in? And if so, what will it take? Yeah. Um, so we'll get to the Rodgers aspect side of it. From Seattle's perspective, uh, obviously, number of things factored into this decision one of which is Russell Wilson has clearly been agitating for a trade for some time now at CX fans. That's simply the truth. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no, he's never said anything though. That's what he always plausible I'm just going to say this. So many Seahawks do not like him. I don't know if you saw Bobby Wagner tweet Russell Wilson or Richard Sherman was a prophet. Uh, yeah. Pretty freaking clear. Yeah. I, again, CX fans, now you don't have to see, deny it anymore. <laughs> the defense. Did you see the cage? <laughs> The KJ Wright uh, interview from my wake up yes, a few months ago. KJ Wright, KJ Wright. Going oh, after him. My, oh my Clearly, god! And and this is I. I mean, you, you guys have read reporting on this dating back to the uh, Super Bowl loss in New England. Seth Rigasham did a story on it, um, and I think just organizationally, clearly there was a lot of dissatisfaction or annoyance because you simply don't do this kind of deal if you don't feel that way, honestly. And I think yeah. as football fans, that's something we can kind of underestimate. Um, just sort of you know, these are coworkers. They have to be around each other. They have to like each other. It has to, you know, they have to be kind of on the same page. And from our side of it, we can say, well, just make, you make it work. And like I said, I think this trade is bad for Seattle, but I imagine that factored into it. Uh, other thing, you know, so <laughs> what, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Nothing. It's just Se what, Seattle fans, man. We, we had the Ken Griffey junior trade. Oh. We, we, uh, Nate's a marriage I say fan. we, because I'm a marriage that, fan. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Randy Johnson, Okay. You know, a, a Rod was a signing, so at least well, that one that one crushed me. The, That's when my childhood ended. The by good the way, thing is we get to watch this young, fun Mariners team. Oh, wait, tapping my earpiece. Wait, oh, actually, oh, oh, that's not great. Um, okay, so there's the interpersonal <laughs> yeah, side you got of the it. Sonics, though. No, you got the Kraken. At least you got the Kraken. There, oh, there they you suck. Go. I don't know. They so do. Wilson wanted out. <laughs> he wanted out. I think they were tired of it. The other thing I think that's worth uh, mentioning. I just tweeted about this in my long. I was really going through tweeting through it. Um, so Russell Wilson is under contract for two more years and in Denver, and this is part of the reason why they were able to, you know, save some cap space. Um, it, it, it's, he's very cheap. So I have to think he's going to move for a new deal pretty soon and coming off of the Rogers deal, which, you know, the financials are still being kind of worked out. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. One imagines Russell's new deal will be at least $50 million a year, right? You really forget Rogers' deal compared to the Mahomes' deal. So there, there is a baseline for this level of quarterback. So again, from Seattle's perspective, I have to think that they believe we don't want to pay Wilson that much money. Um, you know, as he enters his late 30s and ultimately 40s, mm -hmm. like we, he has not played well for about a year and a half. He's been inconsistent. We can get into that. But th they also felt like they didn't want to pay him the extension that's coming. And I actually think maybe that that might that be the most reasonable part of all of this from Seattle's mm -hmm. perspective. I mean, how do you feel about that generally? 
you know, given what we've seen out of Russell Wilson over the last year and a half. You almost wish they NBA traded it where they're like, hey, send us that first round pick in like 2024. Like, you know, push yeah. push those first round first rounders back just a right. little bit so or, you maybe catch the downslope. Yes. Uh, but that's yeah, I, I I've made a joke before and I'm he's catching shrapnel on this one, but sure, why not? Is I, I've compared Baker Mayfield saying that he's Russell Wilson without the athleticism in the sense that yes. he can't really operate over the middle of the field. Timing is usually a little off. Sometimes he creates his own pressure. Russell has been able for years to kind of get out of it. Right. Whatever you want to say about the Seahawks offensive line, good or bad, it's that Russell is going to create his own pressure. It's just his play style. It just is Mm -hmm. what he is. Their betting is he falls off of a cliff. And that it's, yeah, what we've seen the last years and a half, the hint, a year and a half, a year-ish, I'll say year-ish. I would say dating back to like halfway through the 2021 season when Too High was invented. Just kidding. But (laughs) there was a point, and I think it was really like the Giants-Rams, like halfway during that season where defense started playing Seattle that way, and Wilson really struggled to it. Wilson and the CX offense. Those Rams games. Yeah, the Rams games were brutal. But So so he played badly the second half of the season into the playoffs. Then at the beginning of the season, looked really good. Then he got hurt. Then the rest of the season, bad. That's kind of the last year now. And he tried to come back from the injury too early. Too early, yes. Oh, yeah. Just just a litany of problems. Just a comedy of errors, I believe, Mm. is a term people use. But, yeah, that's that's what you're betting on, though. All right, if you're you're the Seahawks, you're going, okay, yes, you're never going to get enough for a franchise guy. It's just for uh, what you have as a franchise QB. Like, you're just never going to – it's never going to feel like the right amount. Um, That's why I kind of was thinking they would get maybe one more pick as opposed to one fewer player, but it is what it is. Like – you, how bad you want Sertan? Like, like that would have been. So that's that what I tweeted. Like I said if they had it. thrown in Sertan, I think I could have talked myself into this. I still wouldn't. Yes. love it because of the how horrible the quarterback market is, ranging from the draft, free agency to trades, which we'll talk about in a second. What are the Seahawks' options? But at least if they had like acquired a core piece on defense, an area that's been yeah. such a weakness for them, I, I could have said, okay, you got a core in here, you know, and and he's a cheap and yeah. uh, he's on a rookie deal, and I love him. Um, I like Noah Fan. I think he's a good player, but he's not an you know, he's not yeah. like a Sertan and Shelby Harris, obviously, you know, an aging defensive stalwart type. So I, yeah, I think the return is underwhelming given the fact that there's still a gaping question mark at quarterback <laughs> in maybe the worst quarterback market I can remember. Yeah. It really, I mean, it really is. This is this QB market's atrocious. I did uh, did thing with uh, Greg Rosenthal's top 101 free agents, and that was like the joke, just going over all the quarterbacks. And then this draft is desolate of quarterbacks. <laughs> it's a barren wasteland. Um, but man, it, it's it's so funny how quarterbacks have become how NBA stars are treated in a sense. It, it's that's why I've kind of really looked at them as now. It's like they're the stars are worth their max deals, mm-hmm. and you know that top six-ish quarterbacks, seven quarterbacks in the league. And then everybody else on the roster kind of becomes like a super role player as they are in basketball. It's like how much, how can you, which guys can you get on the cheap and which guys can you like find, you know, a three and D guy for 10 million as opposed to paying another guy 20 million. Like those are what you're trying to find. But I've always thought that you can't pay a quarterback enough because they just lift the rest of the team around. But that's the thing (laughs) is what if, that guy falls off a cliff and you're paying him $48 million or $45 million or $50 million. That's what's scary about that. So it's, you can argue both sides. We'll never know, but it is when you're letting go of one of these franchise guys, it's not easy. It's just like no. an NBA trading away a star, no matter what you get back, it's, it's never going to feel like enough because 
most of, most of the time, it's not going to be enough. It just really isn't. And this is, again, like I think there is a justification for Seattle trading him because of the yes. contract and the age and the performance of the last yep. year and a half. I just think the return is overwhelming. That's, I think, where I've landed with all of this. And, and there's a chance this could really go badly for Denver. We'll talk about Denver in a second uh, because – you know they're gonna they're probably gonna pay him right like as we've been mm-hmm. talking about and you know he it's not like um you know Tom Brady joining the Bucks like it's a loaded yeah. conference and it's a quarterback who's not coming off of great years and I'm, and I, mm-hmm. I say that I, I think Denver won this to be clear and did the right thing so Broncos fans don't get mad at me but let's just stick with Seattle for one more second and talk about who's actually gonna play quarterback so because I think that is true luck what do you mean <laughs> that would. I, that would free up so much time for me that part of me uh, like wants it to happen just because yeah. I wouldn't have to watch anymore. So, Oh, that, okay, yeah. I can't, do, I can't do it. Fan. I would, uh, let me, I would rather see Tyler Huntley. Am I wrong? No, not at all. At least Huntley could create some plays and like do something like, at least he's fun to watch. So here are the I, options. You're not wrong whatsoever. Let's throw it all out here. So, Okay. There's um, obviously the ever-present rumor that they're that the Seahawks now, and I have heard rumors, but um, every team in the NFL is potentially pursuing Deshaun Watson. So there actually is some movement on that story. Um, several of the women who filed the Times reported this, like like right before you and I hopped on. Several of the women who filed criminal complaints against him for sexual misconduct are going to appear in front of a grand jury. So there's actually some movement there. Um, I I have. Like everyone else in the NFL, I have no idea like what's how this is going to shake out and whatever. Yeah. Um, that would be another. Th- all, all I'll say is this: that would be another thing that would uh, release me from um, fandom, frankly. Um, so, but yeah, the, the more realistic options at the moment. So, you got Kirk Cousins out there. Mm-hmm. I do think it's re- that's realistic, by the way. So, I think um, right now, I saw some you- whispers. There's whispers. Right now, if he were to come over, you know, it'd be $35 million in the cap. I think Minnesota would probably have to eat some of that to make it work. Um, but that is a possibility. I think it's one of the less horrifying possibilities, candidly, even though I'm not like a Kirk, whatever. Uh, there's Mariota and Trubisky. No and no from me. Gino's a backup. Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't, as humorous and ironic as that would be for me personally, I don't see that San Francisco actually doing that. Uh, and then there's the draft. Um so I guess of all the options I just laid out, like Nate, how do you feel about them? Like, what's your read on them for Seattle? Yeah, I, I, it's got to be draft. I mean, especially now having a pick in the top ten and a later round or and something in the second two round or sorry second rounders to kind of work around. By the way, what do the Eagles do now? Were the Eagles kind of like really yeah <laughs> like there was trying a lot to of, package yeah. stuff together? Yeah, yeah that's I, a great point. I feel like I feel like whatever they're going to do now, they're like, huh, all right, well, go go get them, Jalen. Go get him, Jalen Hurts. We, we got you. <laughs> well, but, but back to the draft, though. Like, would you yeah. use that nine pick, or you could trade down and take a later guy? Or and you've watched these quarterbacks a lot. You know a lot about yeah. them. We were planning on talking about them today. Or yeah. would you wait until next year? Because I see people have. When I've been, I really have been tweeting through it. I complained about the lack of options at quarterback. People said, "Well, <laughs> you know, this this is a bridge year. Next year, you get Bryce Young." Yeah. I would love Bryce Young. I think he's better than any of the quarterbacks in this class, but there's absolutely no guarantee Seattle, yep. even though even if they suck, which is likely if Drew Lock plays quarterback, there's no guarantee they're going to be in position to get Bryce Young. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I so anyways, how do you feel about yeah. the draft options? 
No, that's such a good point. Uh, the draft options, uh, number nine is not my <laughs> favorite spot to take any yeah. of these guys. But if one goes there, I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like Malik Willis is going to go in the top five just because of the rumor mill that's churning for him, his agent planning people on the street so he can <laughs> have Hello. some very thoughtful videos sent out. Did you see the video of uh, Browns quarterback EJ Perry cleaning up garbage, though? I feel like you one-upped the uh, Malik Willis did, helping – person on the street oh, yeah it was one it was, it was the next one it was like one of the guys like sweeping all the the floors and brushing all the seats after everyone sits in there if they did time the 40s like they literally just, they, they got to plant like a kid in front of in traffic and have one of the quarterbacks like swoop in and save them and capture it on video that's the next move leveling up i i just want i want to see like a highlight video like a guy holding open the door and then the next one, you know, okay, he's saying please and thank you after he gets something. Like they just like just go one after another. It's like a two and a half minute highlight video. It's playing to uh, what's that one song? Not the Lincoln Park guy, but uh... <laughs> okay. So nine is rich. Okay, but you, Anyways, but you're, you're, saying, right. you're saying you're saying the quarterback this year instead of praying that next year works. Praying out. next year because like yeah. say like a team like the Dolphins a few years ago that were trying to tank. And there, there are so long. many bad teams that need quarterbacks. That's why. Yes. Yes, and every every year we tab guys. We're like, this is the guy. Like last a year ago, Sam Howell was the guy everyone was the number one pick, and now he looks like a second or third rounder. He might go higher, which would blow my mind. But okay, so but anyways, back to these guys. <laughs> the two guys I like is Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter, and not in that order. I like Desmond Ritter very, first, but very really too. Yes, couldn't be any more different. Uh, one is polished, and and the Ritter I'm talking about mm-hmm. very polished almost mechanical in some senses, but has athleticism, but he wants to be a pocket passer. And Malik Willis is all pure creation ability. He's the home run swing. I've come around on him. I, I have a high third, low second grade round grade on Malik Willis, but I understand the justification for taking that home run swing. Yeah. So like get an elite guy. That's what you need. You need these guys that can create when all shit goes, goes south all around them. And Desmond Ritter, on the other hand, is more he can step in and play right away. Um, just has a headiness. He has pocket awareness. I have a late first round grade on him, but that's the thing is with these mm. guys, if any of them, any of them came out last year, none of them have been better than QB five because the class was so stacked last year. Last yeah. year was the year to like get a quarterback or make those quarterback moves. Yeah. Now where everyone feels like they're playing catch up, but man, at pick nine, I'd much rather have trade back into the teens. I think someone else is going to take Willis higher anyways. If you got Ritter in the late teens, I actually wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. He could step in and be competent. So I've I've watched a fair amount of Ritter, too. We've been talking about it because he has kind of been like the sleeper in this class. I think he may have helped. He he probably more than any other quarterback helped himself to combine, frankly, because like we knew Malik Willis had a cannon. Malik Willis showed he had a cannon. We knew Kenny Pickett had tiny baby hands. Kenny Pickett showed up (laughs) and had tiny baby hands. Um but I don't think people really appreciated Desmond Ritter's plus athleticism, and he ran a four point five two. So yeah, you look. I think he had a other good uh, like a broad jump and stuff like that. So basically, mm-hmm. he, lo- he showed off his athleticism in a way that you know at times like at the Notre Dame day- game comes to mind. You, you really saw it on display. But for the most part, at Cincinnati, he was asked to stay in the pocket, go through his progressions, mm-hmm. hit the you know th- make throws outside the numbers, and um, you know I, I think. He has other aspects to his game, in addition to probably being the best processor, as you said, that could make him intriguing to Seattle. Um, how do you see both him and Willis? By the way, I'm kind of with you. Like those are the two guys I'm kind of interested in. How do you see either of them fitting in Shane Waldron's offense? 
Oh, they'd be fine in either because they so much of the naked and play action stuff that'll help yeah. them out. I think Ritter would actually be able to expand uh, the drop back aspect of the game. The right. thing about Russ with Russell Wilson, it's let Russ cook and every different offensive coordinator that comes in and different play styles do these types of concepts. It really always comes down to the it's the Russell Wilson offense. And what yes. the Ru- Russell Wilson offense is, it's heavy play action with deep concepts. And it's mirrored pass concepts. When I say mirrored, it's the mm-hmm. same thing on either side. And guess what we ran at Wisconsin? Those exact same plays. Because <laughs> Paul Chris was like, this is what he's good at. And this mm-hmm. is what we're going to run. He hasn't changed that much. So I think with Shane Waldron is being able to get to more of what his roots are. Ran. And some of the drop back stuff that's full progression stuff. And and stuff that maybe Russ wasn't comfortable with. Russ didn't really like three by one concepts, it seemed to me. He always liked two by two. So mm-hmm. you can pick a side and go from there. Um, and that was kind of Russ's thing. It, uh, Coach Chris uh, always just cracked me up at Wisconsin was he would go, all right, Russ, one to two to use your legs. All right, Nate, one to two to check it down or <laughs> one to two to three to four, but never use your legs, mm. like never even think about it. So it's how you teach quarterbacks and how they read the plays has to be mm. different. So I think, but if either of those guys, Willis, it'll be a nice kind of, He's gonna. He's very raw. That's the thing with Willis. Is you see the upsides with his his, his arm, his legs, his creation belly. He's supposed to be a great kid. I just made a joke about the whole agent thing, but he's supposed to be a great kid. He, I think he interviewed really well. The offense that he played in at at, at college at Liberty, it was a Hugh Freeze offense, which yeah. runs two man concepts, one guy on either side, or a three man concept where it's very very simple stuff. And what he showed in that, he kind of was just one and done. Sometimes he looked like he was guessing which side to go to, kind of just hanging out. Like he was just hanging out playing ball, which is which is or really failing, fun. But failing, yeah. which uh, yeah. like it's this a little is, scary once you get to the NFL. Yes, <laughs> and, and that's where I think kind of like you you see it, he is such an incredible runner. Yes. You know, uh, I mean, such an unusual runner too. I mean, that's what really just leaped out to me. Every now and then he'll make a holy crap throw that jumps out yep. to you, or like because he just doesn't he doesn't just have a cannon. Every now and then he'll throw a beautiful deep ball with like touch and it's you know just drops in the bucket. Like a, I, he did one actually at the combine too. It was like a yeah. I think a, yeah it was like the best throw of the, the night. Screen. The fade to Wilson <laughs> or something. But um yeah uh oh my god that was I think when the NFL social did that tweet about like Malik Willis having the nuclear codes that they had to delete. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, tough one, tough one for social. Tough one, but uh, tough one. yeah, it's. I think you're right that like if they draft like Ritter or I don't even pick it as well. Frankly, it would be more of the Waldron offense. I think if you draft Willis, you're getting a lot of the same qualities as Young Russ. You know, the uh, yeah. willingness to yeah. use the middle of the field, for example. Um, Malik Willis is a better athlete than Russ ever was, but uh, Russ was, of course, more accurate. So. Yeah, I, it's yeah, tough. It's, it's a tough some... call. It's a tough call. Um, it really is. But I would rather see either of those choices than Drew Locke. Uh, I will say another quarterback did throw his uh, hand glove into the race, and that is uh, Seahawks defensive tackle Puna Ford, who just tweeted, "Shit, let me play QB." Um, and his uh, <laughs> high school coach BJ. Camp. He's the same height as Russ, isn't he? <laughs> no, it's, he can he can throw either hand, so uh, that's enticing. All right, let's talk about the Broncos. I'm sorry, my everyone's probably really annoyed with me for spending so much time talking about the Seahawks side of this. Or are you, this is like one of those no, things where people watch relevant. videos to watch s- someone in pain. Like if you have a fetish for watching uh, someone just going through it, this the first 30 minutes of this podcast were for you. Um, let, let's just start point blank. Does this make Denver a Super Bowl contender? No. <laughs> I, I really spice. Spicy. No, I don't think so. 
I think they're more of a good team than a elite team. Uh, I still, I, I'm a little, I gotta, I want to see this, what these coaches do. Um, I think losing, losing Mike Munchak with their offensive line is going to be a bigger hindrance than people realize how much he helped out that offensive line. I love their pass catching weapons, even losing Noah Fant, their receivers is, is really fun with Sutton, Judy, um, Tim Patrick, and and they, they have another tight end. I, I always blank on his last Albert name, o. so I just call him. I, I call him Albert O. Yeah, exactly. Albert O. I actually really liked him this past year when I was him. watching him. Yeah. So they have some nice pieces on offense. The defense is going to be kind of weird. They're losing their ace in the hole, which was their head coach, Vic Fangio, calling defensive yeah. plays. So they're losing that kind of bump that they got. Love Sertan. I love some of the guys. Uh, like, I should say, some of the guys on the front. front. I like Draymond Jones. Uh, Bradley Chubb is a, a nice, good player. They need linebacker help. Safeties are solid, you know, Simmons and all that. But I, I think they're more of a good team. They're also going to be playing in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and whatever you want to say about Derek Carr. But, I mean, four of the – or three of the other top, top quarterbacks. And they, six games a year they have to play against that. So I think it's more of like a good team than a – like what I would consider maybe a top four team at this point in time. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think also, like, I, you know, I thought if they didn't take quarterback, they there, there, there's some issues on this defense in particular. You mentioned linebacker. Um, we'll see. I think Von Miller tweeted he wanted to come back. They definitely need more yeah. of an edge rush. I mean, this was actually like one of the more confusing defenses in football, Nate, because even though they had some some injuries, like they were so much worse than I thought they would be. And mm-hmm. some of that is the injuries for sure, but some of it is just guys playing worse. Um Yep. The corners in particular outside of Sertan were not great. And so Bryce Callahan and Kyle Fuller and Kareem Jackson are all free agents, uh, as well as Alexander Johnson and Kenny Young at linebacker. So there's there's a lot of question marks at defense. And I got to think um, in the same way that Seattle's probably not done with whatever it plans to do at quarterback unless they take, they do it, go draft. Denver might, you know, now with this cap space and maybe move continue moving some money around because you don't make a move like this unless you think you can win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like they got to, yeah. this is, they're trying to do the Rams thing. And I feel like, that, you know, there are, I agree with you that there are maybe more holes on this roster than people think. Yeah. And honestly, a year ago, like nine months ago, we we did a show on like, what is the best roster if you're not including quarterback and Broncos were in that discussion. And yeah. it was and then, but this past season was kind of like, oh, he didn't look as good as I thought he would. Oh, he's fine. He's more fine than good. And that's, but it's how much is this defense? It's, it's, oh God, I'm going to nerd myself out here. There's, there's a, the book, uh, there's some book series after Star Wars ended the original series. And when the emperor went down, like the entire empire kind of like, it turns out like he's like the, the hive mind for that, like kind of controlled everything with the force. Is that Fangio with this defense? Like he loses it and everyone yeah. just, loses the way to play football like but they get like there's like a 20 percent buffer on them i'm gonna i'm gonna create you i'm gonna make you a full nerd by the time i I want to (laughs) he does kind of i would say of all he he actually looks more like um like a soldier for the empire like not a sort of like a commander than the emperor but like couldn't you just see (laughs) like one of the guys that gets choked by by darth vader at some point in the movies belichick is the emperor right but i feel like fangio is like a commander or something yeah um i like that so uh you know i want to say the the defense wasn't terrible like they were good in the red zone i think some of the underlying i think they finished like 20th though in weighted dvoa which by the way hilariously behind seattle um and they've got new coaching. I mean, Arif and I talked about this last year. And we talked about the new coaches, but like 
turnover everywhere, right? So it matters. Uh, Ajira Evero, first time defensive coordinator. He comes from the Fangio, Staley, you know, mm-hmm. Wade Phillips was also, he works under him. And then offensively, of course, you've got a um, new head coach in mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett. And uh, I guess that's the second question I wanted to ask you is like, how do you see that pairing with Wilson? Man, I, I, I have no clue what a Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> offense looks like because I've seen it with the Jaguars. I was going to say Jaguars, yeah. Ooh. Which was rough. It was a whole lot of nakeds, but you know that was Blake Bortles, what maybe right. what all he could handle. Who knows? Um, I saw it with the one year with DJ Manuel, I believe, with the Bills. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I. Good throw, it's good fine. Player. You know, hopefully with the pack. The, with, when he was with the Packers the last few years, it was really cool. Because even though we say, oh, that's a Shanahan or a McVay type of offense, it was really a greatest hits offense where they ran everything. They ran every type of play action, every type of naked, some RPOs, just they ran just a little bit of everything, every type of run game. So I think it's going to be more of that. And they're trying to figure out what Russ is good at. I could, if Nathaniel Hackett listens to your show, I'll just tell you right now what he's good at is nakeds and mirrored pass concepts. <laughs> that's what he's good at. And don't run anything yeah. between the hashes, kind of keep everything outside so he can see it. That, that's the misconception with short quarterbacks. We think it's batted balls. It's just that zero to 10 yard range over the middle of the field. Right. That's, that's where the limitations come up with shorter quarterbacks. So hopefully he figures out like, Oh, I can't be running like seam benders like I did with Aaron. Mm. And I have to run something else well, with him. You should take some adjustment to that, though. A hundred percent. It's very unique. And I think uh, Jackson Bevins, who's in our league, mutual friend, has <laughs> yes. his own podcast, uh, Cigar Thoughts, is Seahawks Focus. We, we talked about Wilson and kind of what would determine whether or not he could bounce back to form, you know, after you, you and I talked at the beginning about like how some of his struggles the last year and a half. And I, I feel like... um. You know, he was forcing it some downfield, but also elusiveness is so important to his game because of what yes. you're describing. And if he's not elusive anymore, he's in trouble. Now, yep. I don't think I am he, not he saying Baker Mayfield. Right. <laughs> I think he can, I, I think he can continue being elusive, maybe not for years, but um you know, I, I think that's going to be key to this broader question of like what does their offense look like? Can Denver really contend? Is like what does Russell Wilson's mobility look like candidly? Because yep. you're right. Like he is not changing who he is as a quarterback at this point in his career, which is fine. But yeah. who he is as a quarterback is not great if he's can't move. So, that, you know, the, the dude takes incredible care of his body, you know, whatever. It's not, you know, I'm sure he's going to do everything possible to get back to, uh, to, to moving around. Well, and that was always the thing too, but the, the finger too, is like, well, he's also like, taking some sacks and stuff and i don't know we'll hit. see those hits add up those hits, hits add, add up, up. They, they just do they it, it hurts it hurts to get tackled and <laughs> they yes. add up when you're taking on on like full speed shots he does the, do a pretty good job protecting himself you don't really see russell get smoked 100%. too often yeah. and so he kind of has that wayne Gretz- gretzky to him where he doesn't take the full hits um lamar is the best at that by the way so good like at it. somehow managing to not take a clean hit it's I actually don't nice think athletic. <laughs> when watching the Willis tape, how many big hits did you see him take? Mostly hit, I, him hitting other dudes. <laughs> I was on our pod and, and I actually was like, man, Willis comes in. He's going to be like number two or number three best QB rusher in the league. He's right so after as soon as he's strong, strong. Yes. He's built. He's like crazy. Like, he, he's, he really is yeah. built like a running back. Um, he is. He is. And but anyways, yes, so the, yes. But so I, really, I, just talking talking okay. about this, it's just it's just funny. Oh, I'm sorry. Just talking about just last thought on it. It's just like 
not for the whole pod, hopefully, but uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, Fangio leaving and all this. And like you said, this is an all in move. And it's yeah. like, man, Bron- wish the Broncos got a deal done a year ago. Cause yeah. then I would have been like, okay, I can see a lot. Yeah. I can see like that would have made a little bit more sense. Okay. Mahomes, the Mahomes chiefs aren't at full operational power. Mm. Um, Herbert and the chargers aren't all the way there. They're Raiders are kind of like more of a 500 team. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that might've been their, their time to strike. And you know, that's, that's when you got to figure out when that window is and hopefully it's still open for them. Yeah. I guess my, my closing thoughts are, are that two things will determine <laughs> whether the Broncos are legit contenders. One of which is what I just mentioned, which is, does Wilson have the elusiveness to get back to where he was a year and a half ago? Or he looked really good at the beginning of the 2021 season too. I want to say that. And then the second thing is kind of, are they willing to make the other moves necessary to maximize yes. their roster right now? And like, do what you know the Bucks and the Rams are they did. Truly all in. Yeah, are they yeah. exactly how all in are you? Because right now, yeah. the defense is not there. I'll just like yeah. it's not. They need to either bring Von Miller back, add a corner, and you know they now lack the draft capital to do so. So they're going to have to spend some money, restructure some contracts, mm-hmm. and I, I got to think if you do something like this, you're willing to do that. I also don't know who owns the Denver Broncos right now. So Kanye. <laughs> oh yeah, Kanye. Yeah, Kanye and Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown and Kanye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so I guess that's kind of where I land on this. I think, in sum, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, I think Denver wins this deal because I was actually prepared to talk about how screwed they were at quarterback after the Rodgers thing. I think yeah. if you get a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you win the deal. I do think, however, like we shouldn't overreact like you and say, oh, straight to the Super Bowl, guys. Uh, and then with Seattle, I think there are some things that k- make this somewhat justifiable, the contract, the performance, the animosity. But I also think the return they got in a at a time when there are not good options at quarterback is incredibly underwhelming. Yeah, it's I honestly I thought three first was going to be the minimum. Like I, I thought that was really? I, I, two seconds. Yeah. Okay. However you want Putting to your foot that. on my foot. Well, actually all these firsts are going to turn into second round picks. You know that, right? When John Schneider trades them all back, trades back and trades and back and wait. trades back. For you're going to have like 15 second rounders and third rounders. So it's going to be great. So many running backs and off all linebackers. I can't wait. Good so news. Many. The good news so is this, this team has been so good at drafting lately. So it's definitely the the brain trust you want to rebuild. Oh, Maybe God. It's a, one, it's a once every 10 years thing. There was like a they, moment. They draft what? Yeah, once every 10 years. So maybe the things will loop back around just because of regression. Yeah. There was a moment where I was like kind of, I sounded more less depressed, right? And then you just kind of yeah. brought me back low. I know. I, I, I You were coming out of it a little bit and I just had to throw some cold water on you. That yeah. same water that you jumped in when you you saw that Drew Locke is starting quarterback for you. That's that's the water I can't wait in. Although it would free me. It would free me from fandom, I think. <sighs> Oh, All right. Speaking of, I know you free, got, please draft. Yeah, trade one, trade Willis or, or draft Willis or Ritter. Just make it interesting. So you know, just, just make it interesting. You make it interesting. Yeah, exactly. All right. So speaking of freeing, Aaron Rodgers has freed us all from <laughs> his reign of terror over the NFL media. Right. Let's take a break. Come back and talk a little bit about him staying with the Packers and what it means. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. And I have to say, speaking from experience recently, having tried it for the first time in Detroit, it is absolutely delicious. 
Right now, you can get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Mina Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mina Show, M-I-N-A-S-H-O-W. All right, we're back. So how how mad do you think Aaron Rodgers is that no one cares about this story today anymore? I mean, people care, but like... He got 20 minutes. He got 20, he got 20, he got 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I actually, but, well, I knew like something would happen with Denver either way. Yeah. Once I once I saw the Rodgers news, a chill ran down my spine because again, at the Combine Stone, we were talking about Seattle. Okay, so uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, is staying with Green Bay. Ian Rappaport... Uh, reported that it was like a four-year, $200 million deal. I think he said uh, $153 million in guarantees. That might come from someone else. Rogers himself has denied that, but of course did not elaborate onto what he actually is signing. So maybe it's like a four-year, $199 million deal. I don't know. Regardless, we don't know what the contract it's is. It's a lot. It's a it's lot. It's going to be a lot. We know that he's say- staying. Um, the franchise tag, Devontae Adams. Again, until we see Rogers' deal, we don't know what the rest of this roster will look like. Yes. The assumption, correct me if I'm wrong, is that, you know, it will open up the use converting so much of that cap hit into a signing bonus will open up cap space that they can use to sign Devontae Adams to a deal, perhaps keep Devondre Campbell, Robert Tunyon, some of the other free agents. Um, so, you know, pretty unambiguously good for Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, and, like circling back to like even not even circling dovetailing whatever idiom I want to use here <laughs> is the <laughs> talking about best rosters last year was when I was saying Broncos were up there Packers were one of the other ones it was going through kind of their defensive roster and looking kind of across it's like man they actually have a lot of nice pieces I know we make a big deal about yeah. receiver two for Aaron Rodgers but just like they have a lot of super role players and just good players especially on the defensive side. And now this guy gives them vision to go like, okay, who can we actually keep? Who, what can we do with what guys like Jair Alexander, like figuring out what his deal is going to be. And it could be a really exciting defensive backfield for that Packers team. Like I, I, it's probably one of my, my favorites. I think Stokes is going to be a really good player. Jair Alexander, we was so hurt last year. And then we will remember that he's like a top five corner. And I love their, their safety pairing with Amos and Darnell Savage. 
So it's kind of like modern football. They have the pieces that are pretty good. And now they don't, they can, they have their picks. They can do a lot of stuff to kind of keep adding to their team, which I like, that's what it helps out. They they know they're all in now. They know we, we gave up the bank for Aaron Rodgers. We don't have to do, you know, figure out what we're doing, when we're going to get the reins to the team, to Jordan Love. They kind of know what they're doing now. So that's kind of like the one nice thing of paying $200 million for your quarterback right. is now like the rest of the team comes into light. Exactly. It's all very clear. I, I got to think they're still going to look at Zedaria Smith as a cut candidate. Um, yes. They I already restructured. <laughs> yeah. I know everyone. It's kind of like Frank Clark where everyone just kind of like is assuming. Um, yeah. Exactly. They restructured uh, Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark, which was, by the way, indication that this was going to happen. Um, and I, yeah, did, I, Bakhtiari I, do it as, did Bakhtiari do it as wedding? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Honorary. Like right after saying I do. Um so I, 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 a couple questions. I want to talk about the Jordan Love side of it, but I also want to talk about yeah. kind of the Packers, you know, who, similarly to Denver, are definitely going to try to, or one would think, maximize their window right now. Um, really just got some competition out of the NFC, which is nice, as well as Tom Brady retiring. Yeah. Um, so one would think this probably, them and the Rams are probably the unambiguous favorites right now in the conference, unless I'm missing anyone. That's, I know, that's really, that's I, Dallas, like, off the top of my head. <laughs> Dallas um, got to figure out their situation, and then like 49ers like could be a sneaky team, but like really that's the top two though. It's Rams yeah. and Packers. Well, so I guess what else other than keeping some of the guys we talked about? I think um, probably still want to add a wide receiver. Alan Lazard is a free agent. I could I, if I were them, they, they're picking at 28. I would love yeah. to see them take a receiver it's once and for all. <laughs> yeah, it's a great spot to take one too. Like there's gonna be some guys there. Isn't it funny, too, that Rodgers, like, this is what a great teammate he is. He made sure to make the announcement before the franchise tag deadline. So, so <laughs> yeah, that was boy. Uh, uh, hopefully he told Devontae. So Devontae Adams was just sitting there going like, well, what's happening to me? <laughs> last time. dance. Um, yeah, well, last dance part two. What first, are, you know Ram- the, Rambo, first blood part two. You've watched all the wide receivers a lot. Are there any in particular that you like for Green Bay who could potentially be available at 28? Yeah, they kind of have a size requirement with their guys, you know, talking to like they really like their receivers to be over 200 pounds. And they took a smaller one last year um, and the other a Rogers uh, <laughs> from Clemson. But I, I mean, it, it all depends on what your flavor is. But like I like a bigger if you're going bigger size, like a guy at 28, if they're really getting if they're like we want a little bit different than Devontae Adams it would be Jahan Dotson. Uh, from Penn State, yeah. like I think he would just add so much juice to them. If they want to go bigger, I don't think Traylon Burks will be there. I don't think Drake London will be there. But if they want to go bigger, Justin Ross from Clemson, he has some medical stuff they has to get through. But he's super talented. He blocks. He's long. I think that's a guy that would really mm-hmm. add juice to their team. But I mean, this is a great, great class. Uh, really, I like a lot of guys in the second round as well. Yeah. Uh, but really, it's it's whoever it's whoever they drops to them. Like if if Chris Olave, if people overthink, if Chris Olave Ooh. ends up with the Packers, it would be like that's they might if, score if six, Chris Olave drops twenty, they score six hundred points. I'll be so mad. Yeah, I'll be so mad. I'll be so mad. That's people <laughs> just overthinking of it. I, I love him. He's the most scheme proof guy in the whole draft. I, I know it's. Just people got bored. People get bored of these guys, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's a pretty good." It's like when you haven't seen a movie in like ten years, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that was that movie was pretty good." That kind of holds up. I just watched Edge of Tomorrow last week, which made oh, me think of that. One of my all time favorites. favorites. One of my all time. Oh, all time favorites. Oh man, yes, I love Emily I, Blunt too. Like, she, oh, such a good movie. You know my take that Emily Blunt should be the new James Bond, just based on that movie. I like alone. it. Isn't it? Doesn't it make sense? So much sense. It does. Um, 
So quickly, quickly on Olave, again, we were going to talk about the combine. I just can't see him dropping after running that 40 at the combine. You know, he won't. And, uh, yeah. and Wilson both were the, amongst yeah. the guys there. And, I, you know, I think Wilson's it, probably going to go ahead of him and we can disagree yeah. about that. But um, I just can't see him falling. The smoke money. about Wilson. The smoke about Wilson seems like he's going very high, a lot higher than maybe I have him tabbed as. But he's he's talented. I just, oh, it's me, so funny because like some of these team types, they really go after certain guys. Let me uh, throw one out there. <laughs> um, Jamison Williams, Alabama, a diff- I mean, very different I, kind of player coming off the torn ACL. But oh. Green Bay don't need anyone in September. Uh, no, six foot two, he has 189. So much juice. If he had been healthy, I think probably would have been, if not the top receiver off the board, one of the first two. Um, yeah, you know, we saw what he did in the, the SEC championship, just total, total, <laughs> total nightmare on the line scrimmage. Um, <laughs> you know, incredible top end speed, super productive. God, imagine him and Devontae it's, Adams on the field. Oh, I know. And it just and that's such a such a speed element that he, he has more receiver to him than I originally thought. When I yeah. watched walked when I first started watching him, I thought he'd be the classic skinny burner where when they run a route, they're super loose on it. He doesn't he can't release, but he like knows how to I mean, he's a legit, if he was healthy, he was a legit sub four three guy and plays like it. And he actually knows how to use that speed. No, that's a great call. I can't believe I just skipped over him. Um, no, it's okay. like it's okay. I was just thinking like who might drop because of injuries and yeah, like that's that exactly to me would be if they were to be able to get him at twenty eight, that could be such a steal. Oh, such a steal! Yeah, because he's he's a lottery pick talent, and I mean, I, I, the only one I could compare him to was Deshaun Jackson, but he's like taller and almost like Deshaun Jackson has so much rare after the catch ability yeah. as far as making guys tackle and all that. But as far as truly taking. The, taking the top off and then also just catching like a screen or something underneath who likes to run stuff underneath the Packers. He can legit like take also, it to the house. Like wasn't he like the best kick returner in the country before he got hurt? What does green Bay suck at special teams? <laughs> oh my God. Special teams. He was like an ACE gunner too. Yes. Like they had him on punt team and he was like song guys off. Oh no, he's, God. he's an awesome player. He's actually a good route runner, which shocked me like yeah. that. It's, he actually knows how to throttle his stuff down. I, yeah, that would be that would be really Oof. really fun. Just so I could see an offense score six hundred points. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jordan Love, poor poor Jordan Love. Poor Jordan Love. Stephen Ruiz had a funny uh, tweet. Jordan Love's the only one who got canceled. Um, so <laughs> the next move on him is the Packers got to decide whether to use the fifth year option. Um, I guess when is that? Uh, when do they have to make that decision? No, soonish. Uh, next I don't know. year, this year, next this year. year, yeah, this year, right? This year, yeah, yeah. yeah. For this the twenty-two. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. They have to. They have to. They don't have to do until the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So end of the year. Yep. But, yeah, sorry, it's not. So I, I think we're professionals. We know this. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my brain is all over the place. It's been a Same. wild morning. All right. So forget that. What they really have to decide is whether or not they want to trade him now, right? Because, um, like we said, historic, like very bad quarterback market. Uh, weak quarterback class. Um, unfortunately, I think he's lost value over the last couple of years yeah. due to both his lack of play and then the one time he played, which poor kid. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was a b- b- terrible situation. Super Bowl champs or I know Super Bowl finalists. Yeah, with his family sitting <laughs> in outer space. <laughs> no, I'll never forget. Oh um, God, that's right. So oh, I guess my question to you is like, right? From yeah, like thing, yeah. Uh, should they trade him? 
And what do you think they could get? I think they they should trade him. I mean, that ship has sailed. Like, okay, you try to have the your, your you try to do it again with your QB of the future in Green Bay and live in the fantasy land that you get to do it again. Uh, Patrick Claybon had an interesting tweet where he said that like uh, I think it was Jimmy G only had like forty or like eighteen more throws than Jordan Love did do, does right now when he got traded. Really? Something, something around that. Yeah, something around that number. Really? I, I am trying to find the exact number, but yeah. So that's. I think you're hoping to get a, a second or third for him if you're the Packers. If you can get a second for him, I think that's fair on everybody's accounts. Everybody, you know, but his, like you said, his market has cooled. It wasn't when Jimmy G was the backup and everyone was, you know, hot for his name. It was because he got to start a couple of games. He looked okay. And then he also got the kind of Patriots bump a little bit where, <laughs> where it's like, oh, everybody at the Patriots is smart and knows what they're doing. Um, but also you got to look at like what Matt Schaub got traded for back in the day. He was he was Matt Ryan's back, or I think he was Matt Ryan's backup, yeah. And they traded traded him to Houston, and I think that was a couple mid round picks as well. Um, but I think if they can get a second, that's all you can hope for. And I think it's going to be more like maybe a third and a fourth or something of that sort, some poo poo platter of middle of day two and day three picks. They got to do it though. I think it's yeah. Rogers just signed four years. I mean, it's like he's probably going to plan on playing at least two of those. So you can't be sitting behind a guy and on a rookie first round deal for that much no, longer. And it's like not you said, decide to fit you. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not, it's not unless Rogers gets hurt day one. All right. <laughs> we have to, to take him. a pause on here, right? A pause on this. Dis- well, if, and, and the thing is, if Rogers gets hurt day one, season's probably, I mean, let's be real, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's like not, I mean, maybe Jordan Love can be a thing. I don't know. Um, I, I want to actually talk about who might actually trade for him, but I need a heat check slash question. The Arizona Cardinals Twitter account just tweeted at, at Mina Kimes, you good. Should I reply with a picture of Kyler Murray wearing a baseball uniform? Oh, yeah. No, give me the heat check. I want to keep my job. I mean, come on, but it's a divisional rival. Like, aren't all gloves off? You don't do radio for them. You do radio for the Rams. That's true. So at least like, but I might, you know, I, so might I might be out. Oh, you might be out. <laughs> but if I'm out as the X Man, I'm 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 thinking the Chargers would be my team. That's a good one. That's an easy one to hop on. That's that's the team my wife hopped on. She's a Chargers fan now because she recognizes two players. Um, I, I'm all for it. Should I tell you the heat check? Should I, I think you pull up from the logo here. Go for it. The baseball picture, or what do we think? Is there a better baseball picture? Baseball picture. Should I quote tweet good. or just tweet at them? Hmm. Quote tweet. Co-tweet it is. All right. Uh, so. See, peek behind the curtain, guys. This is how tweets get made. This is this is workshopping right here. <laughs> okay. I did it. I ripped it. Uh, love it. Who trades for love? <laughs> oh, boy. The Bucks. Um, who else would be out there? Not Houston. I'm trying. I, I, I said this yesterday. We were talking free agency stuff. Robert and I, we did we did a pod, Robert Mays. And I, I whenever someone asks me, like, who does this? I always take a sec because I go geographically west to east. So I'm like, okay, not Seattle. Okay, not. Well, well maybe Seattle. Who knows? Um, that would be a really fun triangle if that happened. If they if the Seahawks traded for Jordan Love, and then you got a nice little, like, that. I'd rather have Mark Willis. Which is funny because um, I don't, I don't know. I'm so far removed from watching Jordan Love's college tape that I don't even remember what it looks like. Big arm, big arm, dude. 
Deep, pretty good athlete. Should I mean, not have gone in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're trading like even like second. a late second or third or yeah. whatever, I, I actually think you could it's totally do a lot worth worse. It. Roll the dice, see what you got. Um, if he was in this draft, he's he's in the top QB threes. You know, it's one, two, him, Willis, and Ritter for me. It'd be those three. So I know it, he's still fairly younger. I would too. say if the Browns don't go quarterback in this draft, I think that would be an interesting mm. move for them. Just thinking of teams where it's like, Giants. like a flyer. Giants is another really good one. Um, yep. you know, just teams that are like, let's, let's seek the, the Colts, not think the Colts want a guy. Yeah, but that's not bad though. Well, like, if I they mean, were they, to keep Wentz, I think that that would make sense. Yeah. The Colts actually wouldn't, I mean, they, they just, their quarterback situation every year is just so funny. It's just like, just, they, 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 I think they're going for the variety pack. Okay. We signed the one year old vet. We had the backup Jacoby Briss at the one year. Then we had rivers, the one year vet. Then we traded for a guy. I, I think next they have to hit is, is mm-hmm. draft a guy so they can complete the set of how you acquire a quarterback. I also think the Lions, if they don't take a quarterback in this draft, should do mm-hmm. it with their mm-hmm. first round picks. That's another team where it's like, why not? You know, just roll the Steelers. Dice. Maybe the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to want somebody to play right now. They have to. Yeah, they. I know. Um, they might like Ritter would be perfect for them, in my opinion. I agree, but that totally agree. We'll see. Oh, how about the, the Falcons? The Saints? Falcons. Oh, Falcons. <laughs> so he's sitting behind another guy <laughs> for another year, but yeah, Falcons because they no, yeah, I think Falcons actually, though, no that's because we're not thinking about it from poor Jordan Love's perspective, but from the perspective of the team, like basically teams that yeah. just want to just take a swing and. Yeah. Take a swing on a guy who we really don't know. I know I just said, you know, you know. look, the fact that Aaron Rodgers beat you out is not necessarily a referendum on who you are. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like he was beat out by like Mason Rudolph, you know, so like, um, yeah, yeah I, like I know it's ideas. like those old Packers quarterback rooms when they were like, oh, they had, you know, Tim ha- or Matt Hasselbeck and they had Achilles Smith. They had all these Kurt Warner for like a, a cup of coffee. It's like, yeah, when you're not beating out Brett Favre, who never missed a game. <laughs> no wonder those guys had to get jobs elsewhere. Would like the Titans be an interesting one? Oh, that's another good one. That's another good one. Yeah. Like just basically teams Titans. that have a quarterback, but also are about eh, to move on. You might move on. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Congratulations to the Green Bay Packers. Still some work to be done, but clearly this is a win for you guys. Well, unless Aaron Rodgers is lying and it's even more money than, you know. Um, but he's one where, like, I, 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 you know, it seems like he's not going to fall off a cliff anytime soon just because of yeah. style of play and stuff. Uh, so yeah. that's nice. Apologies to the rest of the NFC North. So let's wrap by talking about what was the hugest story in the NFL. and got completely overshadowed, much to the delight, I imagine, of the NFL, uh, which is that yesterday, this actually happened right before we went on NFL Live, uh, news broke that Calvin Ridley, Falcons wide receiver, was being suspended for at least the 2022 season um, after the NFL, with the help of like an investigative company, like monitoring service, found out that he had wagered on NFL games. Uh, He did this while he was away from the team for mental health reasons, um, it was like three parlay bets, not a lot of money, at least according to Calvin Ridley. Um, but Calvin Ridley now will not be on the Falcons this year. He would have been on the fifth year option making $11 million. My understanding is that cap space gets cleared and then potentially tolls depending on how stuff shakes out. But in the moment, the Falcons are actually finally in the green. Um, shocking first gambling. Mm-hmm. Well, other than Josh Shaw, which was like that weird Cardinals story. Yeah. haven't been, hasn't been certainly not a star. 
Um, I, you know, reactions are all over the place. I want to talk about the Atlanta side of it in a second and the NFC South of it all. But first, I want to ask you, like, the indeterminate year-long suspension for a three-team parlay. <laughs> like, what's your, I, I don't know, just like, how did that hit you? Um, it's, it's precedent is what they're trying to set. It, it's what being in the league though, when, when I was with teams, it, they just never messed around with gambling. And I know there's the hypocrisy of some of these team owners bought their teams using gambling winnings or being bookies back in the, like the 1920s and thirties, like ever look into the, how the giants and the Steelers got their teams. It's, it's pretty interesting always. Um, but when you're in the league, you get you know your player, your uh, coach, your personnel guy. Don't mess with it. You you can't like betting on sports in itself is already scary enough to do that. Like that was already a no no. Like you couldn't do any sports gambling whatsoever. It was only paramutual, which is horse racing. Which again is because some of these team owners made some money from horse racing back in the day, so they have they have a little bit of a little affinity to it. Um, so you only could do paramutual stuff. So it was always a no go. It was don't even be seen in a sports book. Like they would tell you and emphasize these types of things. And even uh, if say if you played in a fantasy league, uh, I'm a coach or a player. The most that the winnings can be total, like the total pool, could be two hundred fifty dollars. So they like huh. they are saying yeah, like so that's a ten team league where it's twenty five bucks each. Like that is like the most a guy can, in theory, do by the rules by the letter of the law. Because they've always just been, they want the integrity of the game to be unquestioned. They don't want to even be wrestling where it's like, oh, is this tainted a little bit? Like it's these owners, they, a lot of them came into money too and came into power when after the Black Sox scandal in 1919 or whatever it was. And also you had the college basketball went through a lot of stuff. Um, I think St. John's had some incidents where it's fixing games and all that sort. But what they're doing is no matter what the money is, no matter what it is, no, it's a year long. It's a two year long suspension because what's to stop some practice squad guy or some guy that's, um, you know, the, the four string receiver, the 53rd guy, the 53 man roster doing these types of things or the ones that, you know, hey, I can make a quick 500 grand if someone tells me to do this or I have the under and I do this. You know, that is what they're trying to just stop. They're trying to nip it in the bud. Yes. Is it harsh? It is. Is it harsh? Absolutely. I get it with all the other stuff that goes on the league and the inconsistencies with the suspensions, but you got to nip it in the bud. That's what they're trying to do is just go, no, we're not messing around with this, which I kind of, I get, I get. Is it harsh? Yes. But yeah, I get why. Cause they, it's a slippery slope. I hate using that term, but really it is what could happen after that. Yeah. This feels like, mm, there's so many, I have so many thoughts. So first of all, like as far as like the, the, should he got in trouble kind of thing. It, it almost reminds me of like the marijuana, marijuana testing at the combine. Let's like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it, test. but like, yeah, it's just like, you don't do it. Like, come on. Like, what don't are you do doing? It. Like, don't do it. Yep. Um, absolutely. Like, and I think the league wanting to send a message is very much tied to the league getting in bed with gambling the yep. way all of us are yep. now in this industry. Um, and then wanting like to draw a very harsh line. Unfortunately, like, you know, that does, it, it makes it read not only extra harsh, but like, I, hypocritical is the wrong word because I do think there's a very obvious difference between a player betting, frankly, and uh, the, the league talking about it. But it's yes. like, it feels kind of rich. It feels rich it at a moment when the league is leaning. Like the news broke right atop of like, I know on our show, like betting lines and stuff. And, I was going to um, say, right? Yeah. And then of course, you know, if you've got Brian This Ford, next news break brought to you by DraftKings. Totally. As- <laughs> 100%. I saw those jokes. And then, and then also, of course, coming on the heels of Brian Flores accusing Stephen Ross of telling him to lose games, which yes. nobody yes. knows how hard the NFL is actually looking into that. I'll just say like, I don't know, but 
God, it, it, it feels like a little bit like a keep that same energy situation. It's like, are you looking right. to him for this? Because, um, right. And then you alluded to this. It is also, I think, impossible just when you look at the scope of the punishment, not to hold it against significantly lesser punishments for, you know, domestic violence and yes. m- m- significantly worse things. So I feel like it's one of those, all of these things can be true at the same time kind of moments. Like, yep. shouldn't yep. have done this, really stupid, understand why the league is sending a message. This seems harsh. It's a bad look. And it sucks. It sucks for, it, yes. it sucks yes. for Calvin Ridley too, man. And and I don't like, I, I'm saying I feel bad for him is not the same thing as saying he didn't do anything wrong. Like, not at all. But, like, the dude was already taking time away from mental health. And, you know, he lost $11 million betting, even if it's not $1,500, significantly less. That sucks. I feel terrible for him. I I mean, I just, I can't even imagine. He tweeted through it, much like I am tweeting through my feelings today. Um, I I don't know if he'll appeal or if that's even possible, but it seems more likely than not that he won't be in football this year. And, yeah, it's just a crappy, depressing story for me personally. That's kind of, I didn't really have much else to say on NFL Live. Yeah, I, that's yes. I think what you said, where everything's true, it, it's that's really the best way to do it. It's like, is it harsh? Yes. Should he have done it? No. Like, yeah. And that's really that's what it is. And is it? Are they? Has the NFL ever been consistent with their punishment for like what you said? Much worse things. If we're talking about the grand scheme of things, like they've been always inconsistent. The NFL is consistently inconsistent about a lot of yes, things. They're very that's exactly. Re- they're it. very real. They're very reactive. They're not proactive. They never set a precedent for anything. So at least maybe the one thing I'll give to them is that that's what they're trying to do is just go like, nope, we're going to sl- iron fisting this. We're, we're, I'm trying to remember, God, I wish I could name drop this guy, but the first commissioner of, of Major League Baseball, whatever he did with the Black Sox, that's why he got hired. But they're, they're mm-hmm. iron fisting it. This is what we're doing. Nope, we're not messing with this at all. So that it, I get the messaging of it, but it just it does suck. I do feel bad for Calvin Ridley. It's like, yes. It's only a, a joking three-team par parlay. It does suck. It does. Should you have done it? No. Yeah. I, I think I think the drug testing thing is that's that's such a yeah. good, point, good way to put it. So yes, we can talk about the legality of marijuana and all that, and what peed if it's a performance answering drug. Stupid. But it's an it, it's bad an idiot decision. test. I feel yeah. bad. <laughs> all these things are yeah. true. Like you've you, you done effed up. I feel yep. bad. I, both I feel those bad. things are true here. It sucks. Yep. Um, and I and I do think it's not hypocritical which is the thing i've seen people saying it is hypocritical by the way if they don't look at the cian ross that would be that would fit under the that would uh, be definition of yes. but like the stuff like comparing it to this the, the domestic violence and like um you know the fact that it's so extreme that's less hypocritical than more it's like oh this seems unduly punitive potentially um because of the circumstances and the reasons why we know you're doing this um yeah. so from the falcons perspective you know it's funny we, like we already kind of assumed he was gone uh their assumption was just that they would trade him and and I get get a pretty decent pick and back in return, probably mm-hmm. like a first rounder because he's such a good player. Now they have $11 million in cap space this year uh, and the worst receiving core in the NFL. It's pretty safe to say, oh right? <laughs> oh my God. And when you see it like broken down, it's like, oh my God. Is Russell you know, Gates wide like, receiver one right now? I mean, obviously he's a Kyle, free Kyle Pitts. He's a free agent? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he is. Yes. Let's talk about Atlanta for a second. Like, what do you do? Because Matt oh, Ryan's under contract. Hell too. They're in cap hell. Matt Ryan's under contract for like five hundred million dollars. They yep. could restructure. They would, it would be a tough restructure. They could restructure and trade him if they wanted to enter a full rebuild, or they could try to you know use that cap space and whatever pick they're picking eight and. Mm-hmm. 
get a receiver. I mean, but the defense is there's so many holes on this roster. All of this so is happening points. in the context of the, they're in the worst division in football. I know. Oh yeah. What do you think the record of the winning team at FC South is going to be next? I think year? I think Se- eight and nine is 11? in play. Oh. <laughs> or six or six and eleven. It's very the numbers eight are really nine. hard now. They're really confusing. Yeah. I know six eleven. Yeah. I seven eleven was too easy. I was wondering why that sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> eight and nine. Someone someone brought it up and goes, "It's just like the seeding for March Madness," and actually that like made sense in my head. Like one sixteen. 215 like all that i was like okay that actually that that works in my convoluted brain if you look at the roster man it is it's rough it's really rough i still think they should have gotten justin fields in the draft last year and i as much as i love kyle pitts and he's gonna be an all pro like very soon um man they could have had their quarterback of the future and that would have like really set them up for all the next stuff but if you look at the receivers they have a guy named uh, Olamide, Olamide, yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah. streamed him for sure out of desperation. Have you? Oh, Solid desperation stream right there. Christian Blake. They have Frank Darby. I actually liked Frank Darby coming out of Arizona State as like a number four. Frank <laughs> like, Darby. But in perspective, yeah, he was. It was him and Brandon Ayuk. It was pretty fun film mm-hmm. watching those two. Um, they have no tight ends. The no, running back behind Mike, Kyle Pitts. I mean, oh, duh. Behind Kyle Pitts. That guy, the guy I just said, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Mike Davis is the running back um, who ravaged like three yards of carry. Felt like their defense is – they do have A.J. Terrell, which is a lot of fun. He's he's a stud. They have no specialists, if you look. It's actually kind of interesting. All their specialists, I think, are like going to be free agents. Damn, even Cordero Patterson is a free agent. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that is – So it's like such a a crazy situation because this division sucks. The roster sucks. But they also are the only team with a quarterback. Like, it's so bizarre. Right? Um, I know, because we usually default, like, oh, the Saints will be the best team. Well, before Brady with, with the Bucs. Okay, the Saints, the Saints will be. Oh, and it's like, oh, yeah. Who are they playing at quarterback? <laughs> like, all these question marks with these teams. The Saints oh. should go all in on getting a quarterback because that's all they need. They can win this division easily. I know. They just need a quarterback. That, I, Doesn't I, even I, have to be I a great want- one. Privately, I want Ritter for the Saints. Like that is like my. Pete Carmichael would do a great job with him, and that's a really good offensive line. Good. Michael Thomas is a really good fit with him. He's gonna be back. Mm -hmm. And they can get another another receiver in the second or third round, kind of help him out there. Yeah, I don't know. That's my my path for rebuilding the Saints. Not rebuilding, reloading. This is. Yeah. This is ugly. I know. I know. What's the name for is? Oh God! NFC because uh, it used to always be NFC worst, you know, or like that, the NFC you know. best, yeah, 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 or NFC best, going yeah. south. Nice, nice. What else could it be? I know NFC south. Well, you're the pun master. I don't know. Give me some time. Going south feels. Yeah, <laughs> going south. Gone, yeah. NFC gone right. south. That's good. NFC gone south. Um, okay, let's just let me just ask you point blank. You're um, Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith. Uh, do you try to trade? Again, this would require crazy cap gymnastics. Do you try to yeah. move on from Matt Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I would, but yeah. like you said, it'll take. I mean, I, I it would take so much gymnastics, I think, to make that work. Um, as far as like, I think it would like move it up. I'm trying to like pull it up right here. I think it like eh, they'd save they'd save eight million if they traded him, but the his dead cap would be forty million dollars if they traded him. I think if they were able to, if that's a pre, they, if they that's have a pre-trade, to do, oh, oh yeah. post, post-trade, you get a little bit more. Well, post-trade would be 24. I explain. feel like to do the trade, you'd have to do an extension. Yeah. Like, you'd you have, have to, to rework it. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, that's what I thought they were going to do last year. And they were going to, I 
like the plan that I thought they would do is draft a quarterback, try and either have him sit behind Matt or trade him, and then trade Julio after this year, after this last year, so this like last month, and then then reload and do all that. And it feels like now they're kind of like stuck in no man's land. But I, I think they need a re- whole retool because otherwise, I mean, you got I, I, I like the I like the guard. I, I, Jake Matthews is kind of whatever. He's a good solid starter, but really they don't have many pieces other than that. Grady Jarrett and AJ Terrell on their defense. And Julio's gone. Calvin Ridley's gone. They have no running back. Yeah, let Mkoye Olukun. How dare you leave him out? Oh my, uh, Young Young Hui Koo's a free agent. Even Jeez. Young Hui Koo. All all the specialists are free agents. I know when yeah, I pull sorry, up the list. Yeah. Um, oh no. It's yeah, me. it's not great. It's not. No, great. I would trade him. Move on. It's, sometimes you have to rip, rip the bandaid off. But yep. And it's like, what else are you going to do? It's like no one's going to be mad at you. <laughs> like, I, I, do you really want is worth is going six and eleven and making the playoffs and getting slaughtered by somebody worth it? I maybe maybe I guess. But yeah, get to host a playoff I game agree. in a new stadium. I also I think if you, I, I I have to ask Bill Barnwell to explain to me how a Matt Ryan <laughs> extended trade would work, but um, I do think they could get something for him. Like he's still a decent quarterback, oh, yeah. and oh yeah, obviously there's a ton of teams that still need them out there. What if he went to the Eagles? He's from the area. Could see that Pittsburgh. The Stillers, yeah. I always say Stillers. Sorry, when I my lived two years in Pittsburgh, and they <laughs> the the Yinzers, what Pittsburghers call each other Yinzers, because instead of saying use or y'all, they say Yins. Y Y I N Z which always blew my mind, but they always, all the locals will say buckles when they're talking about the, the pirates and they say stillers. They don't say stealers, stillers. So I have like, it's been ingrained. It's one of those things picked up and I can't get it out of my head. So no stealers though would be, that would be an interesting one. I could oh, see Matt man. Ryan as Steelers jersey. I could. So Pennsylvania, we'll have the Pennsylvania teams. That's, that's what we can look yeah, to. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, like, what the what if the Eagles win? Hey, we'll trade two of our first rounders this year, and that's that. Like, I mean, wouldn't you take that? Like, if you're the if you're the Falcons, let's see who's left. Just looking at this, so much of this conversation is just me pulling up NFL standings and trying to remember what teams are which. Um, <laughs> like, so we mentioned the Steelers and the Saints. They're obviously not going to trade the Saints. Um, yeah. Colts, Colts. 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 Oh, I mean, I mean, that (sighs) weirdly makes it's kind of poetic after I had Philip Rivers. Uh, Reportedly, the commanders offered three firsts for Seattle and they didn't want to trade him in conference, which I think is stupid. Um, I did too. I did too. So division, stupid. I get, but conference, whatever. Well, Who yeah, cares? it's like, like you're you're not good. Go win your games. Go win your, yeah, maximize right. your picks. <laughs> anyway, so you got to think if the commanders made a push for, they've been making pushes for everyone. Maybe they'll be open to it too. Um, did they, haven't they called like I think they called Kansas City and asked, "What's the deal?" With oh Pastor? yeah, I saw that incredible, <laughs> incredible shoot your shot moment. Hey, I appreciate the effort. I I do. Hey, legendary doing diligence. How do you even yeah. make that call if you're Martin Mayhew? Like, what do you even say on the phone with the straight? Hey, bud. Hey. So. 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 <laughs> you're, no, I know that contract kicked in. You yeah. want to get out of it? Like, is that how you, get, is that how you say it? Chad Henney. Um. Okay. Chad. Let's. Let's. He's, uh, he's still there, isn't he? I, I'm Chad assuming Henney. he is. I'm assuming he's going to be there, the backup for like the next twenty years. With his uh, one sleeve tat. Oh my god. <laughs> Legendary. Anything is possible. Um. All right. <laughs> let's take a quick break. Come back, and as always. Five questions for my guests. And now it's time for Dinks and Dunks. I'm getting paid for this, right? 
All right. Dinks and dunks. Four questions from me. One from Lenny. So the uh, franchise tag deadline came, and I got a few questions oriented around that. First of this, first is this. Are you as surprised as me that the Bucks tagged Chris Godwin? Like, I don't understand why you don't get a deal done with him so you can tag Carlton Davis. Am I missing something? Yes, I what? million percent agree. Uh, I felt like I love Chris Godwin. He's one of my favorite players in the league. and But it was like, I feel like keeping Carlton Davis should have been just as the high of the priority. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that one. What, like, what? What they're just letting Carlton Davis hit the free market? Like that's just what they're doing. They're I guess? probably still gonna deal. They're gonna do a deal with Godwin. Like they're obviously they yeah. wanted to play on his second tag. Second one, yeah. Especially after the thing, and Godwin wants to get a deal done, obviously, as all players do. But yeah, that one's weird, right? Davis I, is not a free agent, but a very attractive one. A very a mid twenties, like yeah, good. I would say good number one corner Can in play his mid twenties, yeah. Play man, you <laughs> playing pressure coverages right. like, uh, yeah, Zark. him and JC Jackson, they're gonna get a lot of money. I think, oh, yeah. All right, question That's, number two, another tag okay. decision that I think is really interesting. So, the Jags tagged left tackle Cam oh, yeah. Robinson. So, this is interesting. Um, I would say Cam Robinson's like maybe an average at best left yeah. tackle, but it's interesting because the Jags have the number one pick in the draft all week long in Indianapolis. Everybody was saying, will it be Evan Neal or Iki Iguanu? Um, you know, tackles. Um, do you think this means they're not going to take a tackle? I I don't think they are. I think they are back on the Hutchinson train or wow. I, Thibodeau has lost his shine for whatever reason. So yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. But or they could kick Cam Robinson over to right tackle or say say they draft Evan Neal. He's um, played right tackle. And, yeah. And he's played right tackle, correct. And they or they go, they try or maybe they already know they have a trade partner. You know, like they, there's a couple other things that could, that would be ideal going Cam Robinson trading back, even if it's four or five picks and getting another middle round pick and, or, or two, and then getting another guy. Cause there's three tackles in this draft. Like I'm a big fan of Charles Cross privately too, yes. or publicly, I guess. Well, Twitter's public, public, right? People are going to hear you public, saying yeah. this also. So it's not everything you said oh, yeah, private is right. no longer private. Oh, we're not it's talking right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there's sorry. two other people sorry, on bud. this call. I FYI. Didn't realize that. This yeah. Earlier fun. you said something was a private take and I was like, it's actually, now it's no longer <laughs> it's none of this private yeah so i i don't know i i could still see them going tackle because i still think that that's that's the best these three tackles are all legit have a chance to be franchise guys um so like that could be interesting and maybe just bump a cam over to right tackle and go like hey we're paying you a lot of money you're learning to play right tackle they could also do that you never know um i know that one it was interesting to me because we did the offensive free agency pod and i actually was like man teron armstead maybe at left tackle and then earlier today, for the Jaguars, I should say, and earlier today, there's rumors. It was like, oh, Teron Armstead, the top two markets looks like the Dolphins and the Jaguars. And I was like, oh, okay, there we go. And then it was, oh, now we're tagging Cam Cam Robinson no. back. Oh, Sorry, quick okay. update. Ky- no. Kyler Murray quote tweeted me with crying emojis and wrote, stop it. <laughs> the latest update. <laughs> stop it. Already managed before the podcast ended. We already got a noted Twitter opponent of Mina Kimes, by the way. Called me op when the awesome. Cardinals tried to wish me happy birthday. Um, okay, sorry oh, to interrupt that's you. Awesome. I, that's uh, someone awesome. Someone texted it to me. That's not everything. Um, that's awesome. I'm not on Twitter while we're talking. Um, <laughs> I would be mad if you were. I'm just rambling about Cam no, Robinson I, 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 I right think tackle. This, yeah, no, I just think this through. I mean, you and I also talked about this, Nate. Like, all the left tackles are projected to go or have been projected to go top five, six, but like a lot of the teams don't actually need left tackles. Um, right. Right. Cause yeah. the Texans have Laramie Tunsil who 
they're probably gonna trade, right? Or they might trade. Yep. They should trade. Yep. They're yeah, um, trying to trade. Yep. Yeah. So that's the, pan- the Panthers are just on their knees praying. Literally they're anything. Just going, one, literally one anything. Fall to us. <laughs> um, but the Giants and the Jets both have left tackles, Kai Beckton mm-hmm. and Andrew Thomas. So it's like an interesting class in that regard. It is. I know. And like, I, I like Hutchison and he, Hutchison was weird because I never worried about his length and it was all about how he bend around the corner, how he bend around the corner, how he could bend around the corner. I'm working on my English. I'm trying to read more books. He is that <laughs> He's very, yeah. And he had an awesome three cone, but why, then he was short arm. Why did he compare arc. himself like, to Devin Clowney? That was such a mistake. <laughs> why did he I do know, that? such a mistake. No, that's like the one guy that we're said it, I was like, trying. no. Yeah. Um, but then he was like, I look up to Von say Miller Bosa, and I'm like, say yes, Bosa, say Bosa. yes, get Von Miller in the people's heads because he does have those go. Von Miller movement abilities. Um, all right. I, we're plenty of time to talk about the prospects, clearly, because we didn't get to today. But um, yeah, I think the, the Robinson thing just jumped out to me as being very intriguing in terms of like potentially shaking if, up the entire draft. If they went tackle, though, with number one and said like, hey, we have Cam Robinson, too. I actually don't hate that, though, where they're just going, hey, we got two starting tackles, yeah. including one that's a fran- should be a franchise guy. Like, I wouldn't hate that, actually, as a team building philosophy, because I'm so high on Trevor Lawrence. I just want to protect my boy. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful hair. It's beautiful hair. Uh, question three. Another thing that was very much the talk of Indy, um, the Mitch Trubisky sleeper cell has been activated. He is back, <laughs> baby. QB1. Um, no, I mean, you know, we, we talk about Jameis Winston being the number one free agent, but quarterback available, yeah. but um, Trubisky is suddenly getting heat. Um, do you think there's any possibility his career can be resuscitated? I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. (laughs) Anything is possible. You never know if he gets into the right, perfect situation and a year away when he doesn't have to be the starter and he can kind of just hang out, be a guy, maybe learn. Like, cause he had, you got to remember going to Chicago, he had no starts. Like, he had one season as a starter, 13 college starts, whatever it was. Goes to Chicago, day one, you're the guy, top three pick, and we're going to play you right off the bat on a team that's contending. Like, that, like, is a pretty, (laughs) it's a pretty deep, pool that he just got dropped into mm-hmm. and as we have learned with that maybe what matt nagy was running on that offense maybe not conducive to growing a quarterback when he thinks that your quarterback is alex smith a veteran alex smith and what he can handle and what he can throw <laughs> so maybe he did get a year away and, and there's worse guys i've seen get. i mean it's not mike glennon you know i i, I would say trubisky is more of a quarterback than mike glennon was when he got the big deal from the bears before they drafted trubisky which should have been signs to come about that regime. Yeah. Um, Seriously. uh, Warning signs. Yeah. Warning signs to come, but it's, I, whatever. I think that's what I've I've resolved on. There's no (sighs) quarterbacks that you could do worse than trying to take a swing. And if it's not a home run, maybe it's a double off the wall. Like, you know, and you just, okay, this guy's starting. I'd rather have Tyler Huntley than any of these guys. That's where I'm at. I'd much rather have Huntley. Huntley at least like is fun. Yeah. We saw he gets a paw quickly. And okay. Question four, four. Finally, let's actually ask a question about the combine. Star of the entire week, Jordan Davis. Right? I feel like Jordan it Davis. has to be. So I, I I was planning on having like a 30-minute conversation with you about Jordan Davis <laughs> and like positional value because this is a conversation I actually kind of started or I I I, I invited responses, I suppose, on Twitter before yep. the combine because I think he's such a fascinating prospect. Um you know, enormous nose tackle slash maybe three tech um, who had a very limited snap count in Georgia. And that naturally raises questions. If he is a two down player, which is an if, is it worth taking him 
in the top 20. So then the dude comes to the combine and along with the rest of the Georgia monsters puts up the, one of the craziest, if not the craziest combine performances in the history of the event. Um, 4.78, 40 at 300 zillion pounds. I don't Whatever, over 340 pounds. A lot of pounds. It's a lot of pounds. 340 something. Freaking yeah. a lot of pounds. Yeah. Breaking records, outrageous broad jump. What actually really impressed me the most, um, Nate, was not just the 40 times, but to watch him do the agility drills. Like, oh my God, this yeah. dude moves laterally like a cat. So let me he ask you this. Broad jump like 10 feet, didn't he? Dude. Like, yeah. Do you it's think insane. he showed enough to merit going top 20? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was already there top 20 on it before that. I didn't think he was going to do that performance. Yeah. Apparently, Georgia, there's something in the water in Athens, Georgia. I, I made when when the punter ran like a four five forty. I was that's like it's it's. I thought it was Athens, not Sparta. I think is what I said. It's like these guys are all just like, like apparently just supermen once they get into Athens. But I think he's just, you can easily justify him as top twenty. Um, I, even if he has. I think what the modern comparison is just the effect that Vita Vea has and that you're trying to – all these defenses are trying to run more too high, not as many have, – have as many bodies in the box. And this is going to be a huge talking point for a lot of people throughout the spring and summer is how the personnel always kind of takes a year or two before everyone goes, oh, we're running this defense. Right. Oh, we need these types of guys. All of those guys that were the Seahawks defense proliferator around the league – what became really big? Oh, tall corners, long 32-inch corners, 32-inch corners. So what was a market inefficiency it now becomes almost oversaturated. Um, I think the same thing with this is that right now we're at that perfect point where it's like, oh, D-tackles are valuable again. Uh, these guys that can control a gap or a half, a gap, gap and a half, two gapping, um, whatever you want to do up front. That's why he's he's worth that top 20 pick because of what he unlocks for the rest yeah. of the defense. It's like having a good center on offense where it's like, yeah, it's not sexy. It's not – sometimes it's – and it's funny because, yes, it's interior positions. But when you build through the spine, it's it's not sexy, but they affect a lot of plays, even if they're they're not making the play. Yeah. If Vita Vea stats, stat-wise, is never that impressive. You'll have like two sacks, you know, a handful of TFLs. But then when you watch a Bucks game, you go, why can't anyone run on this team? Well, like, it, why, it, why is that another one-year game? Try. Like they would, the, the deep exactly. offenses wouldn't even try to run on early downs yep. often, especially relative. It's like having a shot blocker in basketball. Yes. Rudy, Rudy Gobert just standing there. Like, it's like, dude, oh, he only had one block, but he affected 10 other shots. It's going to be screen city, right? So I, I think it, it allows your defense to dictate to offenses in a yep. way that's the n- number one thing you can do in the NFL today. Now, again, is it doesn't make him the number one, you know, prospect or whatever, but it's just a very unique skill set. Um, we're going to talk about a lot, a lot more about him. This is just kind of the little taste um before the day blew up but yeah super exciting <laughs> player i mean just seeing that when, was insane just absolutely insane. when the safety's not gonna be the box just get a 350 pounder that can that can like act as two human beings for you that's basically what the philosophy is is Casual. you're gonna have one less body in the box he's gonna he's gonna affect him basically be two defenders in one that's basically what you're doing when you get a big d tackle that's what you need these guys they're more important than ever is safeties a guy, some type of linebacker in the middle and D tackles are now more important than ever because of how the defenses have to be played. It's just, it's just what it is. They're going to be around the ball more. They're going to rotate more. That's where offenses are going to attack. So now those positions have to be more important. Last question as always comes from Lenny. Um, Lenny wasn't at the combine, but he heard reports that 
at an adult restaurant, you ordered sliders for dinner as your entree. Is that true? <laughs> it is true. And I knew when I ordered them, you, your, the reaction you had, I heard you go, oh, sliders. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, they're not now. She's not making fun of it this now, but I know at some point in the future I will get made fun of. I've never seen an adult order at for a dinner. Like um They were good. It was I didn't feel like a burger. I was so honestly I I think a burger. How is it different just ordering a burger? Just little small ones. And how they come across is a little I don't know what it is. I only ate like Does it make you feel better than ordering a burger? You're like, oh, is it like you know at a party when there's pastor? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Now that I think that I just said that out loud and I'm like instantly regretting saying that out loud. I feel like Shaq when he was talking about filling up your gas. Did you see that video? I did see that video. It's like, Incredible. yeah, yeah. No, it's only it's only $20. It's not 80 If you fill up halfway, that's yeah. me eating sliders instead of having a burger. Um, I was so, I was so, I, I've had salads and green shakes like since oh I've been back Oh my God. Indy. I'm still bouncing that's back. That's all I've. I know. I well, still am too. I'm going to try and get a, a workout in today. You have something on me. Which <laughs> Maybe. Is, you saw me complain for like 20 minutes about walking three blocks. So that's oh my probably God. Probably and you, with a shoe change. I shoe changed shoes. I did. A lot of change, it would, both it would in Indianapolis and in the NFL. And with that, we wrap a historic episode of the Mini Con Show featuring Lenny. Thanks, Nate. Thank you. 